Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 364 for August 21st, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Cyberpunk Connor Monk. Living in the sunlight. Yes. And we are joined by Andrew Rowe McFain. Loving in the moonlight. And Thank of you. course, I am your host, uh, Nathan Reed Spruth. So, uh, Connor, where can we find you? You could find me, you could find Aroa, you could find Readin at aroa.website. One of those links that I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. Check it out. You can get it wherever podcasts are found. Perfect. I assume we can also find Aroa there. That's, that's, that's what, what he said. said. Cool. So I don't have to talk to Aroa. That's great. Even better. You can find me, Nathan Reen Spruth, uh, everywhere at Reeton. I am Reeton on Twitch mainly. You can find me there Monday through Friday 6pm Pacific Time to 9pm Pacific Time. Uh, and then also go to Twitter and look for at Reeton and press the follow button. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube at Reeton or Reeton Entertainment. Here's the thing. Can I make any videos? Make uh, some uh, yeah. videos. Well, no, I, I have one. I have one done. It's, it's, it's processing. It's going to be It's scheduled to be uploaded um, on noon on Tuesday, noon Pacific time on Tuesday, 3 p.m. Uh, on Eastern. noon. On noon. Could At I, noon. I, I know it doesn't matter, but why? Why that time specifically? Uh, why Tuesday? Because I don't know. I well, the, there is a there is a reason for it. Uh, I after this podcast is aired, I will or uh, after we record it, I then edit it upload it to Omni Studio and then I also go and I edit a video and upload it today on Sunday. And so I was like I don't want to have two videos in the same day uh cuz that can kind of hurt the algorithm. Uh so I am No, it does when it. no one watches any of your videos anyway. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't worry about an algorithm. That's that sounds like a bad way to release content. Uh, that is the exact way you have to release content <laughs> on YouTube, unfortunately. Uh, so I I also wanted to schedule it out a couple of days in case any copyright claims happen on the video. I'm not going to say what video it is, um, but let me just say uh, YouTube's copyright claims are bullshit. I had to upload. I had to upload the video, and it found a clip towards the end of the video, and was like, "Aha! This." This is the one that we're, we're mad at. And so I had to re-edit the video and re-upload it. And then it's like, aha, there's another clip. I'm like, why didn't you just tell me all of the clips that are going to get in trouble? So that way I could just go through and edit all of them. And eventually... Fuck you. Yeah, basically. It's, it's bullshit. And it's all done. It's a review. It's done in, in fair use. But no. uh, apparently NBC does not give a shit. So uh, I ended up getting it edited to the point where I'm not getting any copyright Big Bang claims. Theory? Of course not. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, you'll, no you'll young see. Sheldon. Yes, that's it. That's uh, Young Sheldon and How I Met Your Mother. That's what I'm leaning on right now. Uh, 
It's I don't know. I'm if so you have, sorry. I don't. I don't I, even, are either of those actually on NBC? I just. I have no idea. Um, I don't either. I've watched like I watched a, a couple seasons of of both of those, and then I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I never had to watch the end. I was I was pretty satisfied with what I had watched. You know, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna lie though. I, whenever I went in, I went in to get my my MRI uh, recently. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know I was watching Young Sheldon, and I actually laughed a couple times. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you feeling okay? I just you know, it, whenever you have like blatantly anti-Christian jokes in oh. your show. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh at the absurdity of that. So yeah, uh, I, I think it was. I think it came out okay. What I had to do for the clips is, I was editing in DaVinci Resolve because I was like, I wanna, I wanna see how this works, and I don't wanna pirate <laughs> Adobe Premiere. So again, again, and so I, uh, I, I edited with with DaVinci Resolve, and I. I did not have a bad time with it, and I don't even have the pro version. But you don't need it. Yeah, like the rendering time was actually pretty low. It took a couple of minutes to render the file, not not a huge amount of time, and that's just using the CPU. I also have a really fast CPU, so that might be part of it. But uh, I I had fun. I I thought that DaVinci Resolve did a good job. Anyway, it's good. Uh, so Tuesday. At 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, I will have that that is scheduled for release with zero copyright claims because copyright claims are dumb. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't have mind. Oh, by the way, last before we move on, uh, I wouldn't have minded if it was just like, hey, we're still gonna let you air the the video, but any money you make, we'll get. And, uh, but it doesn't matter because I don't make enough money to make. I don't have enough viewers to make money on YouTube. So I would have been fine with that. But they actually blocked it in USA and Canada. It could air everywhere else, but not USA or Canada. Bullshit. Hmm. Really weird. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on and ask Connor, what games have you played this week? The, the this, quick... fall, this, this follow uh, previous week. Yes, this, this, this upcoming weeks, the games that I have played. Yes, exactly. I've been playing Fallout New Vegas on my Steam Deck, which is just a great portable game. However, it is Fallout, which is to say I was dicking around on the overworld for like 40 minutes today, and the game just locked up. So that's, that's just time of my life I'm never going to get back. Yeah. And that's fun, but, you know, it's Fallout. What, what, uh, what else? That just happens. And it is New Vegas. And while New Vegas is great, it's also really buggy. It's got... We accept it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. The one I want to take just a minute talking about was a round of Space Station 13 that I played. Normally, when you play on the role-playing service like I do, they give you kind of low-tiered, low-stakes antagonist roles just for balance's sake. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes, especially on the weekends, the admins are, you know, drinking or whatever, and they like to have a fun time. So I spawned in as a nuclear operative, and our mission was to blow up a submarine. And that was different. We all had roles. I was chosen to be our infiltrator, which was appropriate, I think. That's what I usually do in, like, payday. And, yeah, and, and then I did a payday. I was able to break into the place. It gave me, like, gloves so I could touch electric currents and not die. Uh, I broke into the janitor's office, took his cart. We pushed that outside. We snuck all of our, like, assault gear onto the station in it so no one could find it. 
and then we breached a wall in the sub and we snuck a nuclear bomb in and we were technically successful and like in a true buzzer beater moment we had two seconds or if the bomb like they had a chance to defuse it and win and it, it was kind of like in counter-strike like you're trying to disarm the bomb and you know you don't have enough time that's what it felt like and it was it was a lot of fun i, I don't I, I never got to do anything like that in that game before and for a the fact that it came out like almost 20 years ago and b the fact that i've been playing it non-stop since the start of the pandemic it is still giving me new opportunities so that's that's just a big big gold star on that game for me yeah yeah and and i know they're are they making a unity version Base Station 14, and I I don't really know much about it. I've seen some videos, and it's got, like, way better lighting, which makes sense. I would hope, yes. I want them to put ray tracing in it. That's my my goal, have ray tracing in in Chip's Challenge. Uh, Did you you play anything else? Uh, Yeah, I guess I have one more mention. Uh, the, The plan that I had with my Steam Deck was, like, once a week I would rotate a game out and just through the the backlog i have until i found just games that i want to play through and i've already hit that mark i've already hit only games that i want to play through and it, wow. it started with a i've been yeah i've been playing aliens versus predator the game that came out in 2010 and it's 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 a great portable game it's it says that it's the the unsupported like they're, they're still finding out if it is but it runs great on steam deck i got it jacked out full settings which for a 12 year old game you'd hope so I recommend it still. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I played that game. What I was going to say is I played that game when it came out because one of our friends uh, was like, hey, this is great. Let's play it. And so we played a few rounds, and it was it was quite enjoyable. Uh, way better than Colonial Marines, which came out way after that. Anyway, uh, Aroa, we're going to move on to you. And what games did you play this week? Um, Mostly... Still playing uh, Cult of the Lamb. Game is really fun. God, it's so fun. I hear good things. Uh, I, I, I know that part of it is also like uh, managing your cultists. It, yeah, but it's very light. Yeah. Um, and once you put enough time in, uh, it becomes even easier. Uh, I. I recently got a uh, a ritual that gives me a ton of fucking money, um, and Good. it pretty much trivialized uh, gold requirements for almost everything. Like up until that point, one of the most painful things was that almost every building required gold, and like a decent amount of gold. I didn't know what a decent amount of gold was until I, I got this ritual that gives me, I don't really know how much it's hundreds of gold. Uh, and that helped a lot. I, I feel like I'm probably hitting, well, I know I'm hitting like the mid to end game because I've killed two of the, of the four main enemies. Yeah. And, so that would be mid game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, cause it, they aren't they aren't making it obvious, but it's obvious that you're gonna have to also fight the one who waits below oh, yeah. oh, at yeah. the end. But um like I, I'm I've gotten all the doctrines, uh, which I feel like that system could really do with being fleshed out. The this the, like that's the 
main thing that I feel about the game is that everything on the on the management side I feel could be fleshed out substantially for a sequel or like a big DLC pack or something because it it feels like there's there's a lot more that could happen there and they're like I love their little side stories that happen within your cult like there's a guy uh, who came up and was like hey this other guy that we recently brought in he's actually a spy for one of the other cults uh you you gotta you gotta talk to him and so i do and the other guy has like no indication that he's a bad guy but like then there was a there was a follow-up quest on that and i'm not i'm not going to go into all the details but it's like i i love that there are these little little side stories that you could ignore if you if you wanted to but it's fun like it's, it's neat just burn through the game. I also saw you were uh, playing World of Warcraft last night. Yep. Uh, we finally went back to WoW last night. Uh, I had a pretty good time. Um, pretty excited for the new expansion. I'm hoping hoping it's going to gonna change a lot of things up. I, which... I have a feeling people have said that for like the last three expansions, and they've all sucked. I don't know. I, I thought Shadowlands was fine. Um, but the uh, the next one is doing a return to like the classic style of uh, building out your character. So like their actual skill trees and stuff again, which is pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> like the the talent system is extremely limited in its in its current form, and I'm pretty hyped to see how they take it back to what borderlands has been doing for this entire time and has been very successful so i don't know why wow decided to dumb it down as much as they did yeah uh, i mean i remember uh it was years ago that world of warcraft got rid of skilling up your skills oh yeah oh yeah and that I was, was like, forever ago and i was like that's weird that, i'm like i guess it it's fine but you just they, skill they up have your stuff this, by playing the game. It's not like yeah. you ever worried about it. They have this bizarre uh like predisposition for maintaining class identity. And yeah. it's like I I feel like it would be that much more interesting if you had a class or, or if you had somebody who was playing a class but using the wrong weapon type the entire time and managed to grind their way up to max in that weapon type. So then they were just as effective as anyone else, but they're like, they're a weirdo, you yeah. know? So Final Fantasy Eleven, you, st you still have to skill up your, your alternate weapons. You can't, like a monk can't use like a sword. Right. But the monks can use like uh, clubs and stabs, staves. And I just, I remember being like level 75 and I'm like, oh, I got to go level up my, uh, my staff skill. And so I equip a staff and then go try to fight an easy enemy. And it's like, miss, miss. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm having fun. This is good. So I well, kind of okay, see, I, I kind of see why they would take, get rid of it, but still. Yeah. But, but like, I, I don't know. I guess I just, I, I think the idea of 
of being able to go, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hunter, but I'm going to use fist weapons. You know, I, f- I feel like that'd be cool. Yeah. Cause there because is, they, there is one guns, hunter right? subclass. Well, they, they typically use ranged weapons, but there is, I think it's survival hunter uses, uh, uses a staff. Mm. So like, I, I feel like that'd be cool. Like if you could, if you could decide, I'm not going to use a staff. I'm going to, I'm going to use brass knuckles. <laughs> That's going to be my, my hunter. Uh, and it's nice. just it makes it it makes it substantially more difficult. But at the same time, I know that like that also makes it difficult to balance and all that. And they only have like a million people subscribing right now, so they've yeah. they've got to streamline as much of development as they can. Anyway, um, uh, did you play anything yeah. else? Uh, the only other thing uh, I did play Risk of Rain two on my Steam Deck because I just haven't played that in a while, and uh. So, do, do either of you guys, whenever you play shooters with a controller, did you use inverted Y-axis? Yes. Try not to. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe Always. for exclusively, like, shoot, like, not shooters, but, like, jet shooters. Yeah. yeah. Flying a plane. I, I, I accidentally I had... did that. When, when I started Halo, the original Halo, um... I started and and was playing around with the settings, and then I'm like, do you want to try inverted? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, this is fucking weird, but I don't know how to change it back. And so I just got (laughs) used to it. See, I I did something similar, uh, I think also with Halo, where I I decided to use inverted Y-axis just because it was weird and I wanted to be weird. Mm. Um, I've, I've talked about this before. But what's bizarre is now that I'm playing on Steam Deck, I, I haven't played a shooter with a controller in a very long time. That's so and weird. what's really bizarre is now I can't play inverted anymore. Mm. Well, I mean, like, you, I, I would imagine you're trying to translate it from a mouse to... Yeah, like, that's all I can think is that, like, maybe it had to do with when I played Elden Ring... I played with the Steam controller and I didn't use inverted Y axis on there. And maybe that was what broke me. I don't know. But it's been so fucking bizarre. And then every once in a while I'm playing and like my brain will switch and I'm trying to trying to look down and I'm looking up and I'm like, wait, no, the other way. Like, I don't it's it's weird how muscle memory works. But yeah. Yeah, I, I've had that experience on a couple of shooters on on deck, but I didn't really realize it until Risk of Rain Two. Uh, but also, that game runs fantastically on on Steam Deck. Uh, there's so many games run it, great. I played the Switch uh, port, and it's awful. So it was uh, I was very happy with how it runs on on deck. Well, I mean, the Switch is also six years old, ancient. Now? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it was underpowered when it came out. I mean, yeah. we we might be saying the same thing in 6 years about the Steam Deck, right? Oh, we will. Like, yeah. We're going to be like, "Ah, oh, that piece of shit." Uh <laughs> can't play game can't play games that when it came out 6 years ago. That's bullshit. <laughs> um But anyway, we're going to move on to me. Uh Monday, I played Cooking Simulator. Cuz that came out for game Game Pass. And let me tell you, that game's janky. 
Uh, if, you, if you think that's janky, you should play the VR version. That I was going to ask because I saw you play the VR version. I was like, I think I think I've seen a role play this in VR. Yeah. Um, and I thought it might be easier to play in VR because you, uh, you, you would you, have, you would think that you have some control. Yeah. Uh, no, it 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 is, it is it? uh it is to a point in that like you can generally like move around and and grab what you intend to grab uh off of like shelves and stuff but like doing anything that requires any degree of dexterity does not work very well in, in the VR version i now I... they have patched it quite a bit since i played it so it could be different now it could be so um it's it's really janky it's it's like surgeon simulator well it's not it's not that bad but you know the no. controls the controls are are awkward and you're trying to run around the kitchen and make food like an actual full-size kitchen and make food um and they'll come up with recipe the uh, people will order uh whatever food and you'll have to make whatever they order for you uh and some of the recipes i've noticed don't give very clear instructions <laughs> uh like duck soup or whatever and i'm like it's like i oh, cook the cook the duck and i'm like how am i supposed to sear it am i supposed to put it in the boiling water like what the fuck cook um duck yeah it's like cook duck and soup um and then you cut like you'll cut the meat and then they're like oh that meat was cut terribly uh one time though the the it was you get to a certain point and like a, they're like a food critic's going to be here today. Make sure to be on your best behavior and, and make it as good as possible. And I was like, yes, sir. Don't you and fuck so, it up. And so for the prep, I prepared a big thing of tomato soup or whatever. And I set that pot to the side. And then I was doing other things because I was like, if, if a customer orders tomato soup, then I'll just have a big pot ready and I can just pour it in, which the pouring of the soup into the bowl <laughs> doesn't work great. Um, and you're, they're like, we want you to have exactly 300 milliliters of soup. And, and you're like, all right, it's 100, 200, seven. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so the, the critic ordered the tomato soup. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I poured the soup into the bowl, and then I threw it in the microwave. Uh, <laughs> I microwaved it for about 20 seconds. You fucking donkey. And put it out, and I got a five out of five. <laughs> five stars, baby. It was great. Um, so it was, it was fun. I had, I had fun with the game. It, I can imagine it would get hectic. I don't know if it has a multiplayer. I don't think it does. No. Uh, but I think that would be fun to have a multiplayer with that. Uh, it might make the game a little too easy, though. I I, I don't know. But uh, I had fun with that. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I played Final Fantasy IV. Uh, I beat that game. I, I beat it in about 20 hours, which is about five hours less than what they say that you're going to beat it in. And I think the reason is... Because all the pixel remasters of the Final Fantasy games have a sprint button. So you can move around twice as fast, so you get through the game faster. So I beat Final Fantasy IV, so next week I'm going to start on Final Fantasy V. My goal is to beat Final Fantasy IV, V, and VI uh, before I go to Canada in, at the end of October. So 
We'll see how that goes. And then on Friday night, I can't believe Connor missed this or was leaving it to me to uh, talk about. I'm saving it for you. Yeah. Uh, Connor and I and uh, one of Connor's friends, Caleb, we all played through uh, Halo 3 ODST, and we beat that in under three hours. Yeah. We got carried. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, Man, you ever uh, you ever invite two of your friends to hang out, and they just they they don't really get along that well? I I didn't have a problem with him, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he had a problem with me, but I I didn't have a problem. I don't have a problem with him. It's fine. We we're trying to play a game, and Reeton insisted on discussing housing and squatting rights for two hours. That what wasn't it. Wasn't me. <laughs> it kind of was you. You were the one who was continuing to engage. It was my my chat on Twitch decided to to talk about squatting rights for some reason, and I was like, "What the fuck are we talking about? Why?" I mean, I'm fine with talking about it, but I am curious as to why you. Ca- and then we switched. We switched conversations, and we're like, "Let's talk about the game." <laughs> and we're gonna- and then they would just be like, so about squatting rights. I'm like, what the fuck? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody's squatting in your I house. We're having a nice conversation about Halo, and Reeton was getting all of the facts straight. <laughs> I just... Like, Caleb would be on the Warthog driving forward, and you'd hear Reeton Googling stuff. He'd be like, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, hey, I, hey, I did not Google stuff. Race. If we shoot them all, we won't need to shoot them later. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it was mainly because... Uh, I was l- reading the chat while they were you were trying to like give me while he was trying to give me information, and the unfortunate thing is I can't listen and read at the same time. Most people can't, so I was reading and I was like, "What the what? What are we doing? I don't know." Or the banshee, the banshee, get playing, the banshee. playing a video game. Reading, getting yeah. the banshee, Just video the game, banshee and fly to the end of the level. No. I don't want to. I think I did. I think I did get into the Banshee, but it didn't matter. No, I had to finish the level from the other side of the map. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You destroyed. You destroyed the uh, the scarab, and then you got into a a harsh discussion about (laughs) uh, about zoning and Scottish rights. So we had to finish the map. Well, I wish I could have gotten this clip of it, but it was too long. We completed it. That's all that matters. (laughs) <laughs> and we still beat it on under par time Go yeah team. we we still we still beat it in under three hours anyway uh and then that's it that's all i played this week and next week i don't know what i'm gonna play i do know tuesday wednesday and thursday i'm going to play final fantasy 5 and connor cannot play final fantasy or <laughs> connor cannot play halo 4 so i'm gonna play something else on friday uh i think it's not this upcoming weekend, but or not next weekend, but the weekend after, that you're going to be able to play Halo Four, Connor. Uh, I I just have something going on this Friday. Okay, okay, cool. Anyway, we're going to move on to some news stories, uh, and let's talk about iPhones. Uh, iPhones suck, and so do ads. But apparently. They want to put more ads in your iPhones just to make them suck that much more. Can you, I think Connor or uh, I, I think it was Connor brought this up. I brought this one up. I could talk about it. So this, by the way, I just Googled the, you know, iPhone ads 2022. And this is the first one that came out. Look at any other article, but we will be discussing what notebookcheck.net brought up. 
the skinny version of it is that Apple's head of advertising, Todd Terrasi, Terrasi, Terusi, reportedly uh, aims to at least double his division's earnings, which is currently set at $4 billion. And to do this, the UI of the iPhone will need to start showing more ads, like a lot more. The initiative will start with the iOS's app store, and then they plan to expand dramatically to the Today tab, as well as into pages for third-party apps. So I imagine we'll be seeing, like, I've never bothered to pay the license to get into iOS development, but I imagine there's an incentive to put, like, ad space. So we'll probably be seeing more options for that. The Bloomberg article that they stole all of this information from speculates that... Yeah, they did what Reaton Entertainment does. It's fine. Well, the problem with Bloomberg, I think you have to pay for it. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the, they speculate that Maps will probably begin to show more ads in their UI, which, you know, when I'm looking for directions, the one thing I want is advertising thrown at me, as well as for first-party apps like the, the podcast app. Oh, come on. It can't uh, once... be that bad. It can't be, it'd be like, hey, we see you're driving by McDonald's. How would you like a Big Mac? I mean, that... that already happens in google maps and Waze. yeah i think Waze was the one that started it well Waze is also owned by google yeah i mean they were doing it before they even got bought by google though like no, okay. gps adjacent advertising kind of makes sense to me at least like you're not just getting thrown random stuff you're at least getting thrown stuff that's like on your route or whatever it yeah you know it's i, I don't like ads I, I guess that's the skinny of my opinion on this uh, and then, so, of course, once successful, they're planning on taking this from mobile devices and moving it to iPad OS as well. So get ready for more ads, everybody. So uh, as an as the iPhone user in this uh, group, because I'm a pleb, um, this is annoying. <laughs> well, yes, uh, yes, it is. Apple's Apple's ads currently are so terrible, generally. Uh, it just from like a targeting perspective, not even from the perspective of like they get in the way because they don't generally. Uh, the app store ads are pretty bad. Um, whenever you go to the search screen in the app store, there's always one sponsored app and it's like highlighted in yellow and it's always something fucking stupid like ball popper 93. Like it's it's that. Um and no matter what you search for, there's almost always going to be another stupid, completely irrelevant app that's shown as an ad. Um, so that's fucking annoying. And I expect that these other ads that they're going to be introducing to the OS are going to be just as irrelevant for the most part. Um, and what what annoys me more, I think, is... Apple has, for a very long while now, kind of made their lack of advertising part of their marketing, which is kind of ironic when you think about it. Uh, but they're like they specifically said that their business is not about advertising to their consumers yet. Obviously, that's wrong now. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it wasn't true in the first place, but it was it was kind of unremarkable. And uh, if I, I have looked at documentation uh, for Apple developers in terms of like how the ads in the app store work, at least. And they're, they're supposed to target 
people who are searching for specific things. Um, so it's not really targeting. You don't have like, or you didn't have necessarily an ad identifier. You do, but they weren't supposed to be using it. Um, but I can see that business starting to change. And I would not be surprised if, as Connor was saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they start kind of ramping up. Uh, the, do either of you remember iAds? No. Because that was a thing. No. Um, very shortly, I believe, after the App Store started really taking off, uh, Apple introduced iAds, which was a way to integrate ads into your apps. Uh, and it was just run by Apple. And I think... I think uh, vendors like Unity and others such easy app-making services uh, sort of took over that market. But I guess with uh, with Apple kind of running out of ways to monetize their services, this is probably going to be their next big push. I, I know what they is. need to do. Uh, they need to do the uh, the same thing that... Amazon does with their Kindles. Just have lock screen ads. <laughs> Be like, oh, you wanna you wanna unlock your phone? You have fifteen you have a fifteen second video you have to watch. Um like um Oh man, that would be awful. <laughs> there are those those apps I'm sure still exist on uh Android, right? Like I'm sure the, they do. Because those were those were a thing where it was like just look at it, look at a quick ad whenever you go to unlock your phone and you make real money. Like <sighs> we gotta talk, we're gonna I, talk about I, some of that later. Um, <laughs> don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't like ads. I think that this is a bad initiative. But the problem is, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because people are still going to buy the iPhones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Companies I'm, I'm are going to shell out to make sure every single one of their staff members has an iPhone so they can, you know. Not even that. There are people like I have a friend who he's a tech guy and he was like, you know, I love, you know, I like Android. I would switch to an Android phone, but my wife sees the iPhone as a status symbol. Oh, and... see, I thought you were talking about me until that. <laughs> no. And and <laughs> no, it's it's the wife just they a lot of people have been kind of programmed to mm-hmm. make it that iPhones are kind of a sign of luxury, um, yeah. and Androids are bad and and for for losers. And no matter how much you're like, look at how awesome my Pixel is, they're like, I don't care. It's I like the iPhone more because they have it doesn't to, have an Apple logo on it because they told me to like the iPhone more. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's kind of like how people have been programmed to like engagement rings, which are it's just it's all marketing. People have been marketed mm. to like that stuff. Um. Anyway, dumbass. I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, I called them all dumbasses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna yeah. move on. We're gonna talk about our next story, which is um, hackers have hacked a UK water supply, and this is from. Gizmodo. Um, so there are two water supplies in this story. There's the first water supply, and I actually did read through this. Um, 
uh, Tam's Water, the United Kingdom's largest drinking water utility, they said was uh, the the hacker said was hacked, and then there's another uh, water utility, South Stafford uh, Staffordshire Water, um, but they the hackers were like, ha ha, we we hacked the Tam's Water. Uh, but they like showed e like the the proof that they showed was that they hacked the Stanfordshire one. I'm sorry, Staffordshire one. Uh, so they either hacked both of them or they fucked up and like at like at on Twitter the wrong utility that they hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, oh. <laughs> it's silly. Or they hacked both and just got the emails confused. They're like they had them in the same folder and uploaded the wrong thing. Uh, it's really silly. Uh, but yeah, it is not good because if you're you're able to hack a utility company, then you could potentially have problems with that utility. I think they just got on the admin side, so they didn't actually get into any of the um the technical bits for controlling the way the water flows and all that jazz. Uh, but apparently it, it could have been bad. It says any security breach or attack on a critical public service uh, is rightfully unsettling. Last year, a cyber attacker attempted to poison a Florida town's water supply and revealed just how weak utility security protections can be update windows. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, that's a big part. Uh, that that's a big part of a lot of these hacks is that like their security system in the back end just isn't great, and they don't keep that their Windows servers updated, so they're easy to get into. I I was talking to a coworker, and he was like, you know, they've done studies, and they actually showed that. Uh, having like forcing to change your password every three months is actually bad uh, because it encourages people to write down their passwords and stuff. And I was like, it's that's true. I was like, that's great. InfoSec isn't going to do anything. Like we could bring these complaints and they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, fuck off. Like we're not, Pretty we're much. not changing it. Um, and it's unfortunate, but like, the biggest thing, uh, and it's something that a lot of companies will create in info security department after they've been hacked. And you want something in place before you get hacked so that way you don't get hacked. Um, that was a big thing that happened when Sony was hacked in, I believe, 2012. And it was because their, their Windows servers weren't updated. And so after they got updated and they got hacked. Uh, the, they created an info security group that then were like, okay, we need to keep our window, our servers updated. Uh, and you have to be updated within 30 days of the patches getting released and stuff like that, you know, so that they could have more security. And of course, even that's not perfect, but it's better than having two water supply companies potentially hacked. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that I just, fair warning, if your device, whether it's a phone, a tablet, a computer, if it says that you have an update, just do the update. Nine, 99% of the time, you're not going to have a problem with the update. 
Um, then there's the one percent of the time that it breaks your computer. But yeah, yeah. Who, Unless it's seat cleaner, in which case you, you might have accidentally just updated malware. Like that one time that actually was a thing. That's true. That's true. Uh, don't use seat cleaner anymore. It got bought by like some big company and started putting like adware stuff into seat cleaner. They made it really Apple. bad, which is upsetting. Apple. Yes, Apple. Apple cleaner. No, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Just, just friendly advice from your your friendly neighborhood IT people. Keep your devices updated. That's something I have to tell my, uh, my girlfriend, because she got her phone and I'll like she'll be like my phone's having problems and I'm like when was the last time you updated and she's like I don't know like four months ago. <laughs> okay, let's yeah let's do this. Katie does that too. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I get an update uh, and I'm like boom done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I Windows updates, that. driver updates, especially on mobile updates. phones. Those are things you're going to want to do to make sure that your attack surface is as minimum as possible. Yeah. Like, mo- mobile devices in particular, like you need to keep them updated because there are always new vulnerabilities being found. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Android was just built on a, a pile of sand. So I'm not thinking that it has a strong foundation. I mean, we, it, it's actually kind of the opposite. When we talked about this like 10 years ago now, um, the way that you develop apps on Android, you kind of want to do it assuming that you're targeting like the oldest possible operating system because mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not certain that the device you're pushing to has been updated. So yeah. their entire philosophy is sort of make it portable, don't make it safe. And yeah. sure, that's changed differently, but that's still the mindset as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that that they're probably there're probably still people who are I'm going to assume most apps are getting developed for like Android 7 or 8 because there are still devices out there with Android 8 on them. Hold on, let me uh let me see if uh Google used to publish um their like which operating system had the most yeah, uh, most phones their out. distribution numbers I remember uh, going from 2.8 to 3.3 and thinking that was a big deal. I'll be surprised to see how far it's gotten now. I remember when I worked at a cell phone company, and I think Android 5 had just come out. Ooh, lordy. Yeah. Um, what was that, Jelly Bean or something like that? Uh, no. E- Eclair? E- Eclair. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, uh, something like that. And 5 is... It, it, yeah, J- Jelly Bean was like 2.8. Oh yeah, shit. I forget. I, I I don't know. The names are dumb. The names are really yeah. dumb. Uh, did you find out would... what they were? Otherwise, I'm gonna move on it while you search. Dude, you need uh, us to solve more. Yeah, uh, go go ahead and and move on because I, this fucking website has like a million different sources of scripting that I don't want to whitelist all of them. Yeah. So there. Uh... There are a number of Kickstarter MMOs that are fun. Like every year there's a new Kickstarter MMO that they're like, we're going to change the world. And then they take the money and run. We talked about one a few months ago called uh, Titan Reach, I believe. And it looked promising. People gave money. They ended up uh, running out of money. And then some mysterious benefactor was like, I'll give you all the money you need uh just make the game as good as you can and the guy's like sweet i will totally do that and not just buy a tesla and the guy the benefactor was like that's a weird thing to say and (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the uh, the owner ended up just buying a Tesla and burning through all the money uh, that he was given. So shit like that happens. But a new one called Untamed Isles has gone on to hiatus, uh, gone into a hiatus after devs lose funds thanks to crypto market. Good job, good job, everybody. We did it again. Why? Why is it keep? Why does this keep happening? This is from uh, massively overpowered. Um, it says, just last month, we put a spotlight on Untamed Isles, a promising Pokemon-like MMO that raised $528,000 from a 2021 Kickstarter campaign. In fact, players were supposed to get their hands on uh, that quite soon, as Studio Fat Loot announced in August 1st that it was taking pre-orders for, August, or for an October 6th launch. And then it went on hiatus immediately. Um, <laughs> Fuck. The quote from them... Uh, from Untamed Isles is, since we started the journey in 2020, the economic landscape has changed dramatically, both generally and specifically for cryptocurrency, and we are not confident in current market. Grant, who led a 70-person studio, uh, wrote, we ran out of financial resources and we, don't ca- uh, we can't carry on the development at this moment. So they, they had a problem with why would you take your money and put it you're taking your money that you have to make a game and putting it into something that is very volatile like the stock market is volatile right but it's not as volatile as the cryptocurrency market because this happened a few years ago this happened when the, the the 10 series came out they we were talking about it then how graphics cards were crazy prices and then a few months later the crypto market burst uh bitcoin went from like 20,000 down to 5,000 uh and then it, you know it stayed at 4 to 5,000 for a few years and then in 2020 the crypto market was just like we're going to we're going to rally and we're going to make a ton of money and I'm sure all of us saw it coming where we're like, okay, this is going to die again. Uh, and apparently these people didn't get the memo and we're just like, wait a minute, I can take this $500,000 that I got from Kickstarter and put it on Bitcoin. And that was a bad idea. So, but, but yeah. they said it was going to the moon. <laughs> no, no, that was Doge. Doge to the moon. That's what they did. They all... They all went in, full, went all in on Dogecoin. Um, so it does say here that they are on hiatus until, uh, until and unless the crypto situation is resolved. Huh? I, uh, this is <laughs> don't anything, any game out there that's coming out that says we are, we are crypto, uh, NFTs. Or uh, play to earn. Don't play those games because they are a ripoff. We actually spoke about one a couple of months ago, which was a Star Trek game that uses NFTs. Um, oh yeah, a, a mobile Star Trek game for NFTs. And I was like, I was up late at night watching some YouTube, and one of the ads that came on was like William Shatner uh, doing a voiceover. I'm like. Oh, a new Star Trek game. That's cool. And I and I was like, it's you know, they got William Shatner to do the voiceover. Maybe it'll be good. And I looked it up and I was like, NFTs. And I was like, ah, no, no. 
It's, it's not going to be good. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh, William Shatner, go to space a second time. Did he? I don't know if he actually went to space. Yeah, he was on a SpaceX. Oh, good. Yeah. Good for him. I'm, hey. I'm happy for him. Uh, I got them Android numbers. They're oh, not good. what I expected. Oh, good. I'll copy and paste this. And no, I won't. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep. Uh, it I'm in. just. What's uh, what, are, just, what are the numbers? Uh, so you've we've got thirty five percent are on R, or higher. Um, we've got fifty eight point nine percent are on Q or higher. Seventy five percent are on Pi or higher. Okay. 83.5% on Oreo 8.1. Wait. Uh 86.7 oh, okay. on Oreo or higher, which is 8. Um and then 89.1% on nougat 7.1 or higher. Uh 91.7% on 7 nougat or higher. Uh and then it you know you you've got you got a a surprising number about 4% of users on marshmallow um what was and that then, what number was marshmallow that? was that was six. Oh, okay that's, that's yeah about uh, as late as i was expecting to see i was thinking lollipop, seven would be the the most lollipop still has like uh three percent of the market um yeah it, it seems like well a vast majority are at least on nine yeah so eight or nine hey that is a hell of a lot better than what it used to be. Because yep. um, they, they still have uh, Jelly Bean on here with 0.2% of the, of the total market, which oh, that, is, that was 4.2. Okay. Um, okay. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. 1% uh, still on KitKat. Update your phones. Well, a lot of, the, a lot of those people. Upgrade your phones. Well, that's the thing. A lot of those people, I imagine, who are on Lollipop and lower, are likely in India or oh, some yeah. other like developing country that still haven't managed to, you know, give people enough money to like live. Yeah. Uh, and so they're using very old phones that they found in a gutter or something, uh, and that's their main. Uh, if not only computing device that they have access to because a new phone costs you like three months wages over there. So are you still with consumer cellular? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I, when I was working at consumer cellular, they, they sold a lot of flip phones because they target old people. Um, and I'm curious, do, do you know if they still carry a bunch of flip phones? Not a bunch. They have like two. Okay. I recently got one for my grandma, uh, and which, it's which, terrible. Was it a Doro? Oh, it's it. They've it's changed oh, okay. uh, multiple times. They've. It seems like they just kind of go with uh, with whoever can bid the yeah. lowest. They had. Uh, well, they, they would. They're running on. Uh, the, well, the one she's got now is Android based. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't what... say it is, but it's very obviously Android. What they would do uh, back then is they would have like a standard flip phone, and then they would have a they would have a flip phone for people who like big buttons. Yeah. And um, anyway, one one time when I first started there, somebody called in and they're like, "Hey, 
Uh, so this phone, the battery just doesn't last. I need to get a new phone. Uh, you need, or you need to send me a replacement because the battery's shot. And I was like, well, well, let's talk about this. What, what happens? And he's like, okay. So I take the phone and I charge it. I'm like, all right. And then I hand it to my wife and she takes it and she puts it in her car. I'm like, all right. And then two weeks later, she goes to turn on the phone and it won't turn on. Oh, wow. Two <laughs> weeks like, later, huh? And so there are still people, well, in, in like the old unicell phones, right? Like you'd put them in your car, like you'd turn them off, you'd put them in your car and you'd wait and they would just turn them on and they would still work because they use almost no power. But I don't think that this person was actually turning off their phone. But even yeah. then, like two weeks is a long time to just have it sitting somewhere. And I'm like, we can sell you a, ch a, a car charger, but that's the best you're getting. I'm not replacing this phone with another one that's going to die in a week because you decided not to use it. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's just stupid. But yeah, so so there are still some people that use flip phones, and uh, I don't know how they can do it. But we're going to move on and talk about our next story, uh, Embracer Group. You guys, you guys hear about this? You, 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 you read the news? No. Uh, Embracer Group. I mean, I, I know who Embracer is, but. They bought a bunch of companies. Like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, They've yeah. been buying a bunch of companies. They have, and apparently they bought some more. They bought Middle Earth Enterprises, which are the people who uh, make all the decisions for Lord of the Rings. They don't actually make the Lord of the Rings games but they hold the license for Lord of the Rings. So anything that's been licensed to come out will still come out. So there's a new Gollum game coming out, which recently got delayed. And I wonder if Embracer Group buying Middle Earth had something to do with that, or if it just I got delayed. Um, there, uh, there's an Amazon series that's coming out called Rings of Power. And that is still happening. Um, but any, but other things in the future uh, are going to be uh, going through Embracer Group. Uh, and then we got Maneater developer Tripwire Interactive has been bought by Embracer Group. I think they've made a lot of other games, too. Did Tripwire? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of made uh, Killing Floor. That's what I was going to yep. say. They're, they're the Killing Floor people, right? Like, I would think That's that... Right. They're uh, the ones that their CEO was like, yeah, fuck abortion rights. Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, well, fuck you then. And then they fired the CEO immediately. Oh, that means we can play Killing Floor again. No. <laughs> now the Embracer group owns it. Um, <laughs> uh, they they mention that uh, Embracer owns THQ Nordic. Uh-huh. That's, that's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, because THQ Nordic is Embracer Group. Oh, okay. They em also... Embracer Group was previously known as Nordic Games Licensing, and then THQ Nordic AB. Ah. Now they're Embracer Group AB. Interesting. Uh, we also have Japanese studio Tatsuji. Uh, that was also purchased. Uh, accessory brand Geotech. I'd never heard of them. I assume they make... Light sticks. I have no idea. I have no idea what geotech makes. <laughs> All right, that's. Um, they also have, they also bought karaoke hardware company Sing Tricks, 
This okay. seems like a mismatch. Like they just have like a dartboard, <laughs> and they're like, "And sing tricks, all right, everybody." <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, they. This is also the they're the ones they bought all of those studios that Squeenix gave up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, limited run games. Yeah, which I is mean, kind of unfortunate. I, I think I. I never really liked limited run games that much. I it's all right. I think it's cool what they do, but like, I I don't know. It's I I think one of them's like, hey, here's a Steam code for one of the limited well, that's, run games. That's usually that's usually what they do whenever you buy. Yeah, like, they they don't they don't generally sell PC versions mm-hmm. either. Um, but I, I've gotten a couple of albums from them, and they've been good. Uh, yeah, vinyls, and, that is. and who knows what Embracer Group is going to do. It might just let limited run games do what they do, but uh, it might also try to change it. It might, it might be, a, it might Microsoft it, where they're like, no, no, everything's going to be cool. Oh, we shut it down. And uh, you know, it, it to give credit to Embracer Group, they haven't generally done anything like that. Yeah, they, yeah, they've. I'm not Sorry, sure I what sneezed. all. Oh, that's okay. I'm not sure what all they own other than these, but I know that there's a lot of stuff. It says all of Embracer's uh, gaming entities will be managed within a new operating division of the holding company known as Embracer Free Mode. The total purchase price for the listed acquisitions is reportedly in the region of around SEK 8.2 billion. Is that? Is it a? I don't know what SEK is. Uh, Swedish. Okay, uh, Swedish money, $8.2 billion, or roughly $787 million United States dollars is. Um, so interesting that all of these things are happening. Uh, I yeah, the, that... they're, I, I'm not going to list off everything that they own, because holy fucking shit, uh-huh. it's a lot. Did you actually it, find a full list? I looked and didn't find one. There is that's, one that's how on... Much stuff they own. There is one on Wikipedia. Oh, good. Um, Wikipedia. There is, a, there is actually an entire article dedicated to list of mergers and acquisitions by Embracer Group. Damn. Uh, they have that. And let me, let, me, let me, I'll just do page down and count how many. So one, two, three, uh, a little, little over three, basically three full 1080p pages of companies that they own. That's, that's a lot. How can you compete with that? Like, I, at that point, aren't these companies trying to start, like, monopolies? Like, I, I like Game Pass, but every time they acquire a new studio, I'm like, I wonder if the government is going to think that they're starting a monopoly again. Like, you know, it's it's wild to me. Apparently it's all good. It's wild to me is that they own Gearbox and they own 3D Realms. So, like, they, they own everything that is the uh the duke nukem franchise duke nukem so, doom oh wait no doom is owned doom. by id yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> I'm uh sorry. they own volition because they own cock media yes cock media like, they own perfect world which i didn't know was originally owned by gearbox that's was pretty crazy. It? I think I remember Gearbox buying Perfect World back in the day. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. God. 
Yeah. So much. But like credit to Embracer Group and THQ Nordic as a whole, they generally do like kind of what Microsoft does with uh, their indies, uh, where they just go, they, they buy good talent and they let the talent do what they do best. And it usually results in decent quality products. Yeah, I so. I thought uh, my brain was like, oh, I know that uh, the the Daybreak Studios was acquired by a company, but it wasn't Embracer Group. I looked it up; it wasn't Embracer Group. Uh, but that's probably next on the list. <laughs> They're just gonna buy that. Um, we're yeah. I I mean, there's not much to say. It's just they bought a bunch of stuff, including some big names like all of the Middle Earth stuff and limited run games which are pretty huge in the gaming sphere. So, interesting. And we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about something Connor doesn't want to talk about. I don't know why he doesn't want to talk about it. Um, it's it's gaming-related. They're, they're making a Days Gone movie? <laughs> but why? I'm, no, I'm, I am curious as to why they would make a Days Gone movie. Uh, and And you would think... At least I would think they got a a pretty well known actor to play Deacon in the video game Days Gone, and I am wondering why they did not choose him to be in the Days Gone movie that they are making. They have replaced him with Sam is Fisher that Ho- Hogan Hugan. H-E-U-G-H-A-N. I don't fucking know. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know either. He's from uh, Outlanders. Which, huh? yeah, says Outlanders. What is, what I, is I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I am... My, <laughs> my, my confusion here is Days Gone, it didn't do poorly but it didn't do well enough to warrant a sequel in the eyes of Sony. So they're taking a property which they're like, nah, nah, it didn't do great. Let's make a movie out of it. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you, you know what it is, right? It's uh, zombies have been profitable for, for the last like 20 years. So they're just, they're trying to hop on that train before it derails. <sighs> it's, it's, it's dying. It's definitely dying, but wait who what would you would you say that it is the living dead no oh <laughs> uh what it's would you even say? sony playstation productions i was thinking like maybe there was some other production studio that was like hey sony can we have the movie rights for days gone yeah and no. uh maybe okay so so maybe they they see potential in the plot uh and and like the world of days gone but they don't see potential in making a profitable game out of it me neither but also i don't think any of the creative people that were were originally writing the story are going to be well, helming the movie well that, at all like that doesn't like matter not even to as a movie executive yeah not even not even as like consultants or anything no, that um, doesn't matter. And and not to mention, it's probably that, like, 
this Sony PlayStation Productions uh, studio that they spun up recently just kind of needs something to make a movie out of. And zombie movie is probably pretty easy to churn out. Yeah. Like you can make a pretty formulaic zombie movie and all well, the elements are just kind of there. Well, and it and, already has a story built in. Like you, yeah. Um, they got a place to film because I don't know if they're going to do it. They probably won't do it here, but days gone. The video game takes place in Oregon, in central Oregon specifically. Uh, and most likely what they'll do is they'll film it in Canada. Because that's what yeah. they always do when it's something in the Pacific Northwest. They film it in Canada. Because it's cheaper. They didn't do that with, uh, with Twilight. I, Twilight might have been one of those. They filmed Twilight in Washington. Well, I know. Yes. Well, yeah, I know yes. for a fact. <laughs> you, you, you played the Twilight scene it, huh? <laughs> no, uh, my, my friend's girlfriend at the time was like, I know that forest that they filmed the, like, say it, vampire scene in. They, like, I've been there. I, I She's imagine, there. I imagine it's because, like, okay, Stargate, I think, uh, SG-1 and all them were, well, those were all filmed because in, of cost. Yeah, those were all filmed in Canada. But, like, you have a movie that's, while they weren't not, they were not good movies, uh, the Twilight movies made a ton of money, and so it's probably just financially feasible that they could actually make continue to make a ton of money while filming in a more expensive location. That's probably it. Um, but a lot of TV shows and movies that are made that are featured in like Washington or Oregon, they're actually made in in British Columbia, just because of yeah, as we said, cost. Um, I still think it's really weird that they're getting now he might have they might have went to him and said he said no but I I'm a little confused paying, again why paying they did somebody not... paying somebody for a film is a lot you're you're going to be paying a lot more for somebody to do screen acting than voice acting That's true but it's but he is a screen actor as well Yeah but, but if you can get somebody who's going to put on a good enough performance and not cost uh, like $200 million, then you will. Well, and, and also it could just be this. This dude's been Oscar nominated. And yeah, like, you know, you don't if you don't want to you don't want to pump out that kind of cash on some big name star whenever you're already going to be paying a ton of extras to be running around going bah, 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 bah. if they film I mean, in oregon if they film in oregon i'm going to try to do that uh, i'll try to be an extra especially you'll be an extra and you'll specifically go if you saw that if you're watching the movie and you just see a zombie like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I'd buy the Blu-ray. Now, if they they did, because, you know, it's all based on uh, location. Now, they might change it. They might change the the Days Gone movie to be in a different location. Uh, But if they kept it in the same location with a similar plot, it might actually be feasible that they would film some of that in Bend, Oregon. 
in which case, I would probably try to be an extra, see what I could do. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about our last story, oh, which is... I forgot. Janet Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot that I posted this. Uh, but yeah, this was really fucking goofy. Uh, so there's an actual CVE, which is basically like a like an official identifier for a security flaw. Um, there's a CVE for a problem with a very specific model hard drive from like 2005. Uh, it, it's, it's a 5,400 RPM hard drive made just for this one laptop. And it was probably only made for like a few months. Uh, but basically if you play rhythm nation by Janet Jackson in the vicinity of a computer using this hard drive, it will cause the hard drive to seize up and crash. It's so it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Janet Jackson literally <laughs> destroys hardware. Yeah. It's a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's because of the the concept of resonant frequencies, which is the same thing that causes like like the 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 old thing of being able to like break a glass with your voice. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's it's the exact same thing as that, but it's it's with a hard drive, and it just so happens to work with the song from Janet Jackson, which is amazing. And, what, and if you these... listen to the song, it it does kind of sound like hard drive sounds going off. So I, I think that's just a fun coincidence. Um, my question: Did you actually listen to the song? I, I, did I took not. the time to listen to the song before okay. the podcast. Yeah. Um, it says IDE drives too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like again. Most people well, are because it was 2005. Business. Yeah, like, well, uh, SATA was out by then. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Yeah, mo like I was using SATA, uh, I want to say in 2006 or uh, 2005 or six when I got when I built my first computer. But yeah, it's uh, it it was still cheaper at that time to get IDE hard drives, so I could and see this... why that would happen. <laughs> It was even known by the PC manufacturer, like like they they found out about it, and so they supposedly added a custom filter in the audio pipeline that detected and removed the offending frequencies during audio playback. But it doesn't matter because if you're in like a Starbucks or whatever the equivalent of that was in 2005, I assume Starbucks existed in 2005. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been. Yeah, I don't fucking what? know. What? When were I, you born? Ninety-three. You should have known that Starbucks exists. It, it's been around forever. I didn't go outside until <laughs> like 2010. Okay, that's like, true. But in any case, yeah. I mean, if you were in like a like a public place and somebody decided to listen to that specific Janet Jackson song in a loud enough volume, your computer would suddenly explode. So, if I knew, if I worked at Starbucks. In 2005, <laughs> and I knew that this existed, I would have just blast on the speakers Janet Jackson all day. Oh, yeah. I would have. I would have. That coffee shop that sounds like hard drives all day. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would 100% be like, like walking around with a boom box around every coffee shop, just fucking blasting Janet Jackson. That would have been, uh, that would have been great. And I'm, I'm happy that this exists, and I also wonder 
if there are other songs that can brick current day hard drives, I would imagine not. I would imagine that they build they build hard drives to a higher spec nowadays. Well, hard modern hard drives don't have a lot of moving parts. Well, real hard well, drives do. Like, that, that, like yeah, I guess there are mechanical hard drives. Uh, yeah, that's I guess the thing. More solid states, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Most most devices are going to be using flash storage now anyway, so it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to like, like imagine the bizarre attack of like breaking into a data center with. just a really loud bluetooth speaker and being able to destroy entire racks of hard drives all at once by playing a particular song or even just a frequency yeah it probably wouldn't be a song it'd probably be a frequency but it it would be like so like the theory is if i'm holding a tuning fork in my left hand and the tuning fork like is across the room that's tuned the same and i hit the one in my hand the one across the room is going to vibrate as well that's just that's physics if you found out whatever part is inside of that drive that can resonate and you hit that same frequently, theoretically, it should start vibrating, which is not what you want moving parts inside of a computer to be doing. <laughs> it's it what would, I want them to be doing. We're, it, we're gonna... would be, it would be on par with that, that episode of Breaking Bad where they use the giant electromagnet to try to get the, the break the hard drive in that laptop. Yeah, it, once you're getting to that point to do it, there's probably more efficient ways to go about your sabotage. <laughs> but I, I'm marking this down on plausible. It is. It's. I. Yeah. We might. We might have to contact MythBusters and have them test this theory. They're not uh, friends anymore. They never were friends. I know. Like they were. They were coworkers at best. But they made a ton of money. It's like us. We make a ton of money doing the Read and Entertainment podcast. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm still here. Yeah, your checks in the mail. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 silly. But I'm I'm happy that this exists. I do have some old IDE hard drives laying around. I bet that they would not be affected by this. But it would be, it would be. I I know it would suck because I'd have to buy new hard drives. But it would be fun to hook them up and see if I could brick them by using Janet Jackson. I doubt what, that those hard drives would, though. What would be interesting is if this being so highly publicized then led to like security researchers testing the resonant frequency of popular hard drives. Yeah, that would be neat. I mean, there are, and there are new hard drives coming out, and I wonder if it has to do. It probably has to do with the platters inside shaking right not the heads themselves it could be Um, either but yeah but it could be it could be either and newer hard drives uh seagate i believe it's seagate is coming out with new hard drives that have um multiple actuators Mm -hmm. um and i wonder if those would be more susceptible to something like this well, there there are n- even newer hard drive technologies that I think Seagate again is is heading up uh, that rely on heating the platter to a certain temperature and then cooling it almost immediately. And so, if you were able to throw off that action by even just a fraction of a second by managing to vibrate the platters in such a way, I bet that would be able to cause data corruption. Yeah. So like that this could turn into an actual threat. <laughs> I 
I, and I, I don't have the data to back this up. I suspect those frequencies are either not going to be in like the audible range or they're at least not going to be found on like pop songs, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. happened once. It's weird that it happened once, but it's yeah. probably not going to be too likely. But no, probably not. There's there's enough drone music out there. <laughs> but no, it, realistically, you you just have like a tone generator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not gonna walk in and be like, I took down this this uh, data center with Beastie Boys licensed to licensed to ill. No, you're you're gonna walk into your data center and you're gonna try to give it Havana syndrome. That's how you're gonna pull this off. <laughs> We're just pulling out all the references. Um, anyway, uh, that's... your data center is just gonna suddenly develop really bad diarrhea. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh. The one thing is I, I do like that hard drives, actual hard drives, solid state drives are getting way, are getting really cheap, uh, but actual like physical mechanical hard drives, not that solid state drives aren't actual, but whatever, you know what I mean? Um, Get on I with saw, it. I saw 14 terabyte hard drives for $200 the other day. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's a lot of storage for yep. a single yeah. hard drive. And I almost I I bought four of them. Uh, yeah, me too. I almost bought four of them for my Plex. Oh, hi, Kitty. Uh, the Kitty Plex. is here, which means that it's time for me to leave. So I heard the dingle dangle. You heard the dingle dangle. Uh, I want to thank that you for being here. means it's time to go. <laughs> I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. I was here. And uh, I want to thank you for being here, Connor. Here was I. And we will be back next week with some more exciting news from the world of tech and games. Goodbye. Goodbye. Is that our that our new tagline? We got tech and games and movies. <laughs>